You're listening to the Funny Women Survival Guide, the uplifting, tongue-in-cheek podcast where we chat to British comedy's funniest females in an attempt to cheer up and entertain the nation in these uncertain times. And here's your host, Alexis Strong. Here we are with episode five, and it's a good one because we've got not one, but two special guests today, actresses Julie Graham and Alison Newman, talking about their new project, Done Breeding, which was penned by Julie and filmed entirely in lockdown, which is no mean feat. I mean, just take a moment to think about this, guys and gals. Whilst we've been like spending our lockdown just like trying to bake sourdough bread, using your daughter's days of the week knickers as a makeshift calendar and pretending you don't have a weird crush on Chris Whitty. Um, okay, well, maybe that's just me. These ladies have been making an actual telly series with some of the biggest female acting talent in the UK, including Tamsin Althwaite, Tracy Ann Oberman, Angela Griffin and Denise Welsh. And of course, Funny Women's Lynn Parker joins us in the studio for Bants and Funny Business. Welcome to the virtual studio, Julie Graham and Alison Newman. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. And Lynn Parker, thank you for joining us again from Funny Women in our virtual studio. I'll tell you what, it's getting fancier every week, this virtual studio. We've got the minions coming in, bringing us flowers and champagne and all kinds. So thank you for joining us, girls. Um, I was going to like tell everyone about all the amazing stuff you've done. I mean, basically, between you, I think you've been on every single TV program that's on all, every network so thank you for that but because you know each other so well do you think perhaps you could introduce each other with all the secret stuff that we might not know well okay well I'll go first so okay this is Alison Newman who's hi a fabulous actress writer <laughs> entrepreneur extraordinaire um Alison and I first worked together on a thing called Butterfly Collectors which was Paul Abbott's first tv drama with the wonderful Pete Postlethwaite. Um, and then we drank our way through that show together. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, then, and, she, and she's been in, well, just hundreds of things. And you might know from Footballers' Wives and then writing the amazing female-led drama at Harlots, which was just phenomenal. So, um, yeah, and she's uh, kindly agreed to be part of my mad, mad, mad show. And I'm absolutely chuffed a bit, so. Alison Newman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hi. Mm-hmm. And, hi. And, and hi, this is Julie Graham. Uh, Julie, uh, so we met um, a thousand years ago. It was my first TV job, and it wasn't at all daunting playing Pete Postlethwaite's girlfriend. Not even, not even the slightest bit terrifying, but he was wonderful, and it was a great company. And then over the years, just watched with joy Julie's career just explode. Um, the amount of people that I know. I mean, it, yeah, it was quite, when my agent actually took me out for lunch, I said, God, I wish I was her agent. And, um, <laughs> and you know, a, a, a much admired, much loved uh, uh, actor. And now she's doing this. And so, you know, we're, we're in lockdown and I get a call out of the blue saying, do you want to be part of this slightly mad bonkers venture and it was kind of it was too mad to turn down if that makes any sense um and she is writing wonderful funny human scripts that are a joy to perform it's 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 really fun i love that this is great positive we need this today the sun's gone in 
We need some positivity. So the project is called Done Breeding. Have I pronounced that right? Yeah, D-U-N-B-R-E-E-D-I-N, Done Breeding. Done Breeding, okay, with the correct yeah. pronunciation there. <laughs> um, did What came first, the lockdown or the script? Well, the scripts came after the lockdown, um, but they were in a, they were they were in a different form before the lockdown. So my plan was to develop a TV show about a, a group of women who've kind of forged relationships through death, divorce, drinking, men, women. You know, just the usual things of life. And um, and we I was developing it with a company with a with these fantastic producers who then suggested that I do the show in lockdown and film it in our houses. And, wow. and But it's not set in lockdown, but pretend we are sort of connected and we're just too busy to see each other. So we speak on the phone all the time and FaceTime and and make these kind of little 10-minute episodes, almost like teasers. Uh, so hopefully when lockdown finishes, someone might say, oh, well, you know, I like this idea and we'll, we can make it properly, you know. So that's where it, that's where the idea came from. It, it was um, I just got kind of carried along in a whirlwind. And then I phoned up all these amazing women who all said yes immediately. They didn't they, they didn't even hesitate, which I was so chuffed about um, because they didn't know what they were letting themselves in for. <laughs> <laughs> and these are making a learning curve for everyone. Denise Welsh is in the cast, Tamsin Alfway, Angela Griffin, Tracy Ann Oberman, yourselves. Are you both both appearing in it as well? Oh no, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yes. We're we're very much in it. So um so yeah, we've got we've all we've all got renewed uh respect for crews and what an amazing job and how skilled they are because it's yeah yeah and, and, and how easy they make an actor's life you know I mean um, actors I think are notoriously famous for moaning and whinging when they're working you know but the, but the, the, the truth is is you get picked up in a nice car you get driven to set someone makes you look all right someone gives you something to wear and then you walk onto a set and really all you have to do is lie truthfully and not bump into things and know your life <laughs> and be and, and be nice to people, you know. And then nice, suddenly yeah. and then suddenly we are we are here in our houses learning how to shoot ourselves, film ourselves and light ourselves. Um and you know it's 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 quite stressful. It's quite stressful. But then but then once you get it set up and you work it out, it feels amazing. It feels great. But the people who work on sets, who do all of the other stuff that is behind the camera, oh my god! You know they're amazing, absolutely. I'll amazing. never, I'll never, I'll never moan again. So this is a good thing. So perhaps <laughs> something really positive has come out of this, not least because obviously the industry's come to a standstill. It's gone dark, as they say in the states. I love that expression. Yeah. Um, uh so how are you coping with that I mean obviously you have this project this amazing project now and that's probably I'm, I'm sure giving you a renewed lease of life with with the career but how are you coping with just like knowing that the industry is 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 in deep freeze right now well the the, the funny thing about being involved in this in this profession is that you know as actors I mean musicians can play writers can write um but actors we can't just kind of turn up go outside and or go online and just start acting at people because you know we'd probably get <laughs> we'd probably get cast away in a in the back of an ambulance but um so 
So it's incredibly frustrating and slightly stressful and worrying in every way. I mean, just uh, I mean, apart from the, the whole kind of financial situation, but thinking, are we ever going to? I mean, mo- the ironic thing is that most actors spend their whole life going, "Will I ever work again?" <laughs> and, now it's, and now we have the added, <laughs> we have a big massive virus on top of that, preventing us from working again. So yeah, uh, so it's doubly stressful, but. So I think this project came along at the right time because it, it just it's allowed us to kind of, you know, do what we love to do um, and find a different way to do it and hopefully entertain people at the same time. And what really attracted me to it as well is that it's not about the lockdown. It is not about women who are having to stay at home. It's about women who are actually having a really full life um, and, and a normal life. And it's and it's funny and it's light and it's 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 very and I think it's very real, you know. But it's not a load of people talking about the situation that we are all in at the moment. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want to watch that. I'm in it. I want to watch <laughs> stuff that takes yeah. me away from what I'm in, you know. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's 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 great. But as far as the industry goes, it is hugely worrying. I mean, I, I, there's one day. I think over 150,000 people in this country just lost their jobs. Mm. And I I worry about the long-term effects on theatre and whether people will ever want to sit in a, in a in a room full of other people coughing their way through a performance, which is usually what it's like. Yeah. You know, it's 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 it is it's a it is a worry and because this country needs the arts and the arts bring a massive amount of money into the country. So that's the serious bit, Dom. <laughs> can can I interject and just wave the flag for the comedy industry as well? Because sure. we've we've personally had to uh, axe over forty events wow. over the next three months. I mean, we are out of. We were involved with festivals. We have our Funny Women yeah. Awards. We've had to cancel, and I think this is right across any kind of theatre venue-based industries. These. These venues are going to disappear. They're not going to survive it's a lot very of them. Sad. Um, it is tragic, and, you know. And, and just to, you know, hearing you, I think it's so brilliant to do something that's acting based. I was just thinking when you were talking, I'm part of a big WhatsApp group of a lot of women of a certain age, <laughs> uh, and I've said to them on a couple of occasions, "This would make a great comedy <laughs> show." So you know, so I think you actually hit a really good nail there for. Uh, an older market, dare I say, I'm the oldest by far. Yes, so. we have a we have a WhatsApp group in the show called Night Fever for, all, for <laughs> men and women who can't sleep and are sweating their tits off. You know, well, we're all giving ourselves lots of close ups, of course. <laughs> actually, As you actually, should. I have, actually, I have to say, we're all pretty much avoiding the close ups. Oh, we we don't have people doing our makeup. It's like no, 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 no. Keep that away from my face. I was going to ask about the uh, craft services, actually. What's the sort of catering like on set? It's actually actually very good on my set. My husband is a wonderful cook. So, um, (laughs) yes, it's it's an excellent, excellent standard. I'm I'm trying to stay away from the cake trolley, I have to say. (laughs) I mean, I've actually reverted back to my, my children and their teenagers. Um, and so luckily they're eating me out of house and home before I get to the food. So that's a good thing. But I'm, I've kind of gone, I've regressed. Remember when you, if you have small children, 
um, I don't know about you, but I used to just, you know, I'd cook dinner for them and then I would just sort of clear their plates after yes. I'd eaten my dinner, you know, or before I'd eaten my dinner, I'd fill myself up with fish fingers and beans and stuff. And I kind of find myself going back to that, <laughs> finishing <laughs> off everybody else's plates. And, you know, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, we're, we're, I'm avoiding the. Our, our producer, Jackie, um, emailed us all and said, so what size are you? We want to send you clothes. <laughs> and we said, you want to know our normal size or our Corona size? She was like, yeah, we need your Corona size. So that's now that's a new. That's a good question. Do you know what? Do you ever lie about your vital statistics? Because whenever I go for casting, I always lie. And I think, why am I doing this? Because if I get the job, I'm not going to fit in anything. But I can't bring myself to write that I'm a size 14. So I just... Every- <laughs> the last job that I did, I was being measured. It was, I, I, was, um, I was in an endeavour for a few episodes and I was being measured for a suit, and uh, which they were going to make for me. And I just said to the costume designer, I said, I do not want to see those measurements hide those measurements you know because it's just like uh, it it is that thing of being this age and suddenly weight is going out of control a little bit you know because menopause because getting older and all of that so I don't want to know don't want to know so yeah. talk to me so so menopause is one of the themes I don't know enough about the storylines but I, I've seen from I've been following you both on Insta obviously got to be on the gram and um, the gram. yeah menopause is obviously one of the many topics that you cover there um I was I was thinking it must be really difficult to be going through that in lockdown it must be really frightening well look, my, mine was on a little bit of a hiatus and then this happened and it was like, hi, remember me? I'm back and I'm worse than I was before. <laughs> and, you know, yes, sleeplessness, heart flushes, rage. Uh, I was saying to Julie earlier on, you know, I was trying to open a bleach bottle and I burst into tears because I couldn't do it. And, oh. you know, and it is, but, but I, I think stress probably does kind of make it worse. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not fun. And, of course, when it first all started, every time you get a hot flush, you think, oh, my God, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I've got a fever. I've got a fever. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it wasn't. It was just a flush, you know. But, yes, it's not fun. I don't think it would be – I don't think it's fun, though, in any circumstance. So, no. Probably no. Like but it is, right now. it is – I guess what I, I – it's not fun, but I guess what I wanted to do is try and address it in a in a funny way. Yeah. Um, Just to kind of say, look, we all, we all go through it. Everyone experiences it. Well, half the population of the whole world experience it if we're lucky to live that long. And, um, and, and it's not it's just women that experience it. It's their husbands and wives and girlfriends and sons and daughters and mother. You know, it's everybody experiences it. And I, it, it hit me like a train when I was, a, when I was about 50. I think it just, just whacked me over the head. I, I just woke up one day and I was just this, uh, I'd, I'd been replaced by this other woman that I didn't recognize, you know. And um, I always kind of describe it as kind of somebody I'd, I'd got up in the middle of the night and put on a fat suit, you know, and I, and I kind of just didn't know, you know, I was eating the same, I was exercising the same, I was doing everything, but suddenly I just had all this, and the rage, oh my goodness, I mean, look at me the wrong way, and I just wanted to strangle the life out of people in the post office, people in Marks and Spencer's, you know, if someone kept me waiting on the phone for any longer than two minutes, I'd just go into an apoplectic rage and, you know, sort of, sort of start screaming and then crying. So it was, I and I, so I thought about it then, and, and the thing that I realised was that when I was, I, I, I couldn't see it represented on any drama, I, I, I just didn't see it, um, and 
there seemed to be a, a lack of debate around the whole subject. It was a, it was kind of brushed under the carpet. It wasn't talked about, or it was ridiculed in dramas. You know, the woman, the, the old woman having the hot flush, and yeah, and she, you know, she was always the butt of a joke. And I just thought, no, I'm not having that. Actually, I that's not how I don't, that's not how I want to be represented. And I wanted it to be the beginning of something rather than the end. So that's when the idea of done breeding came about. Was that I thought, okay, a group of women who've you know forged all these friendships, as I say, through all these you know things that they've gone through. But menopause is the kind of backdrop of the story. I didn't want to make it a single issue show. I just wanted it to be the backdrop. They're all experiencing it in different ways, and kind of let's have a talk. Let's talk about it and let's not ignore it. And also have a laugh about it as well. You know. So that's yeah. really how the idea came about. As someone who has been going through the menopause for about 15 years, yeah. uh, when yeah. <laughs> we de- we never know when it's going to end. I mean, honestly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's been, interestingly, in the world of comedy that I inhabit, um, I've noticed um, Funny Women's 18, and I would say over the last 10 years, I've noticed a more older women coming into the industry to do stand up and perform That's and it. you know acting and what have you which is brilliant which is brilliant but i think with them has come more of an acknowledgement of how we can talk about these sort of things There's- i think yeah. as well it's good to see women of a certain age and i hate using that phrase certain age but women yeah, over the age of, even over 40 for christ's sake you know oh. actually actually depicting their experiences of life obviously menopause is the framework that you're telling these stories but actually just your everyday life and um I went to this comedy 50-50 event actually recently, which was great. It's like all the sort of female writers in TV, well, not all of them because it's just like a group, but female writers in TV get together and they um, they usually have panellists. And Mira Sire was on and she said, I just want to know where all the good TV comedy series are that feature older women behaving badly. Yeah. And it sounds to me like that's what you've created. So, yeah, that's, that's, exa- that's exactly what I wanted to because I, I just thought – the women I saw represented on the on the on the on TV, I just didn't recognise them. I thought I don't, no. I don't, I can't relate to these women at all. Um, you know, I've never felt, I've never felt funnier. I've never felt sexier. I feel there's so many, there's so many um, pluses about being older, and and I think what happens, especially in our industry as well, is that you know there's a plateau when a woman, an actress, hits say forty five. Yeah, her career is on it's on a trajectory and when it, she hits 45 it, if, unless you're you know unless you're Keely Hawes and you're kind of you know working all the time and you know it plateaus it has this plateau and, yeah. and the and you come out of the plateau when you're about 60 because then you can start playing older women grandmothers blah 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 whereas actors male actors they don't have that plateau <clears throat> they have this trajectory and they just keep going and and um and that's all about imagination of casting as well it's like looking at a script and saying okay why can't that chief inspector be a woman why can't that surgeon be a woman why can't that judge be a woman why can't you know and and have um sexless casting to to, to a certain extent so i know that when i was getting a a tv show off the ground that i i produced that and it was full of women and they were doing the things that men normally do. And I remember an, an exec saying to me, yeah, but can you make her more likable? 
No. Do you think they asked, I don't know, if Tony Soprano could be a little bit more likable? Maybe a little less <laughs> mappery stuff, you know, a little less of the killing and a little bit more of the staring at the ducks. You know, and it's like, no, 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 no. And, and you wouldn't have been asked that kind of question, you know, if you were dealing with male characters. And, and I think absolutely. having the confidence to fight against that. I noticed... Um, Julie, you worked on uh, At Home with the Braithwaite's, which was Sally Wainwright. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, unless you've got uh, 50 Sally Wainwright's breaking through the glass ceiling, all standing together, all united, it, it does take a while for this to change because also you have, I mean, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's an old boys club, but, you know, you have the, they bounce off each other. There's a network there. I don't think there's an, so much of an established network. A lot of... Um, female writers are lone wolves there's not yeah. really that ability and to yeah and 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 directors of course um do you feel like that's going to change can you sense that the, the waters the tides are turning a little bit well I guess I, I mean I I don't I, this is my first writing project so I think Alison is probably better um equipped yeah and I I, I I think they are I mean I know when we were trying to get because I, I it was a show I did called Harlots and um it was a massive female cast uh, and all of the writers were women, all of the directors were women, the producers were women. And so we were basically making a show about sex workers in the 18th century, but seen from the female point of view. And um, after, you know, work like Era 5050 and Me Too and all of that kind of thing, suddenly we did see it start to change where actually it was quite hard to get writers because suddenly people were going, we've got to hire some women. Good eyes for women. <laughs> so, and so suddenly women were, were, were coming up, which is amazing. Um, but at the same time, before we actually did get a green light, we were told from, from other networks, no, we've got our female show. Yeah. Mm. Our female. Yeah. Our one female show. And I think that has changed a lot now. And yes. It, it's, but what is amazing about this is, about some breathing, is that as, is that Julie has created a cast of women who are all, I don't know, late 40s, early 50s or, or that kind of age and, and a bit older, you know, with, with, and we're not playing the wives, the girlfriends, or as happens when you hit your 50s, suddenly you get battle acts written into a casting yeah. breakdown, yeah. you know, and, and th these are just women who probably inside still feel 21. Yes, I know. I thought it, you know they're 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 very much leading the charge. They're the protagonists, yeah. and, and um, you know they're not they're not they they don't have to answer to that. They're not the kind of foil for the men. I also it was important for me to write some fun men in the show as well because you know I I I don't like that kind of image of you know you know women are all brilliant and men are all shit, which is, <laughs> which a lot of the time that that can happen. So I wanted them to have real relationships and and um. I mean, that happened to me when we did Bletchley Circle, just going back to that earlier point, when we Bletchley Circle was cancelled after two series. And it was because ITV had commissioned another female drama. Um, <laughs> There's no room. Called, There's no room for the Yeah. And, and I think right. it was pretty much from the horse's mouth that that was why we were dropped, because there, there wasn't really room for everyone. And well, we'd had our goal. So therefore, there wasn't the appetite for it. But I think... I think there needs to be an ice age. I think all the dinosaurs need to be wiped out. And, um, <laughs> and then 
Uh, and I think, and also I think the streaming services like Netflix and, and all these, these streaming services that are making their own content and it's opening up. And America are very much leading the charge in that, which is, which is brilliant, you know, with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman all making, you know, fantastic TV. I think that is, it's slowly changing and, and, for, and for the better. I, they, the, the streaming services aren't as scared of women as, uh, as the kind of main. Yeah, and the casting, the casting on the streaming services is so much more open. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really refreshing, actually. Um, something I picked up on that you mentioned, Julie, was about the sexuality of women of a certain mm. age. And, and Alison, you were saying women always kind of get cast as the battle axe, et cetera. What, what's really great about your project is, is, women are sexual it, it doesn't stop we don't become invisible if anything it can be even more in, you know you become really explore your sexuality is that something that you wanted to represent as well in the show is seeing women kind of owning that yes oh my god that was really important to me the really important to me because um you know I mean I I, I got married when I was fifth I mean I, I've been married for six months I should get oh wow! Out. Congratulations. But, um, you know, and I'm I'm 55 this year, so I, I got married. I mean, my my husband is 15 years younger than me. Um, you know, I, I I've never, as I said, I've never felt so kind of vibrant and sexy, and and I think it's a lot a lot of to do with with when women stop having periods, they go, well, I can't get pregnant anymore. Um, I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about all that. So I think there is a there's a kind of newfound freedom. And also, yeah. and also, there is evidence to suggest that women just get much, much hornier when they're going through the menopause. I mean, some, some, if, unless they're suffering with something else. But why shouldn't we be sexy and horny and you know and 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 driven in that way? And that's very oh. much because it's been portrayed that way. So you know, if you tell somebody something often enough, then people will start to believe it. So I want to kind of bash down those doors and say. You know, I'm not shutting up shop down there in any way whatsoever. In fact, I'm open for business. That's true. Yeah, I think people are losing their minds in lockdown, to be honest. Really, bizarrely, usually by this point, we've covered like how bored we are of our food. Da, 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 da. We haven't mentioned it, but obviously we are all self-isolating. How is it going for you two? Well, I've got two teenage daughters. Um, and a husband and the dog. And I remember when, when it first happened and, and they said, OK, it's going to be lockdown. There was a kind of high noon moment where we all looked at each other. I looked at the kids. They looked at me. We looked at Davy. We all looked at the dog and thought, oh, God, how are we going to survive this? You know, um, because you've got to remember as well that. So as a menopausal woman, I am in a house with two uh, hormonal teenagers. Oh, God, yeah. so there can be high drama at times but actually I think we all just then took a deep breath and said okay we've just got to get through it and it was kind of peaceful up until the point where uh, I, I I decided to do this mad project and now it's just been so busy I'm kind of yeah sometimes I, I go to bed at night quite missing my um relaxing lockdown <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I, we we don't have kids. We've got a, an adorable dog, um, so that's good. And I actually, I, I uh, oh, I can't imagine what it'd be like having kids in this situation, what of whatever age, you know. Um, and it, yeah, just rather like Julie, everything. I mean, obviously, felt so desperate when it all first kicked off, 
And apart from an ever-growing, annoying frustration that it doesn't seem like anybody really knows what they're doing in charge yeah. of this whole thing. So we don't know what is happening. Everything was just quite, once you sort of calm down about it a bit, everything just feels sort of quite quiet and peaceful. Um, obviously really worried about, you know, my mum and my stepdad and isolating in Salisbury and we're in Bristol and we can't right. see or help. But as far as life in the house, it is, uh, yeah, very, very peaceful. And then I agreed to do a show called Done Breathing. And suddenly <laughs> everything, here I am on a podcast when I should be, I don't know, <laughs> at the bottom of a bag of crisps watching daytime TV. Thank you for thank you for joining us, obviously. Now, done breathing, I, I did read that there's some involvement with the Trussell Trust. So is am I correct in do you want to talk yeah. me through that? Absolutely. So uh we came up with an idea of if we're gonna make this show and put it on social media and all that sort of stuff, then we should, you know, do something um, you know, do something altruistic as well. And um so we we thought we thought of various charities and we we the NHS is you know quite rightly so getting a lot of attention and a lot of funding uh, now like like it always should have been in the past but uh, we just thought that food banks we wanted to link it to food banks because um, food banks have now become unfortunately become almost like a frontline service mm. during this lockdown. Um, I mean, it's, I still find it disgraceful that we even need them in this country in this day and age. But there we are. That's, that's, that's where we are. And I just think because, you know, women and, and children um, are just trapped in houses and a lot of kids. And, you know, it's their only hot meal of the day going to school. and They don't even get that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My food shopping bill has doubled, nearly tripled with just everybody being home all the time. So we just thought we'd link it to Trussell Trust who are a fantastic organization because what they do is they they don't just focus on the kind of short term they their goal is to eradicate poverty and hunger in this country um so they've got these long-term goals and it, and you don't have to donate money it's not a monetary thing you can if you if if you if you've got money to spare which that's fantastic but you can all you can also fundraise for them um you can just get involved on a on a very you can volunteer you can go and work at a food bank or you can volunteer to, to help people. You can go to the back of your cupboards and get out stuff that you're, you're not going to use. I mean, a lot of people, we want to say to a lot of people, a lot of people kind of went panic buying at the beginning because they thought that, you know, the world was going to end. All that food, take it to a food bank if you're not going to use it. So we just wanted to kind of highlight that we were a family show. Uh, and even though we're talking about maybe not sort of, having children anymore the children have grown up we still wanted to keep the focus on the family so we thought the Trussell Trust was a good organization to link it to so it'll all be on the it's on our insta page as a just giving page uh -huh. um done breeding and then when we launch on youtube there'll be a link to the Trussell Trust as well so people can donate and get involved that's fantastic and in terms of the actual release date so uh it's april the 30th that's this thursday so yeah. the show goes out friday morning so hopefully people have seen episode one by that yeah. point and how are you feeling about the show going out on thursday <laughs> nervous <laughs> i you know obviously i want people to 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 love it you know and and entertain people and everything but um i also you know the the, the cast have just been so wonderful they've just thrown themselves into it with everything and 
the commitment to it has been just so incredibly flattering and touching and um but yeah I want it to work on for all those levels and, and I, I just want people to like it you know and uh, yeah, have a bit of fun watching it it's not just the cast it's it's our households as well who are getting involved you know it's like my my husband he works from home anyway takes himself away from his day job comes and points the camera at me helps me with the lights reads in the other people's lines you know all of those things that that normally and you know and you are cast and crew you're doing the whole thing but if it wasn't for our wonderful families however big or small it would be it would be so difficult and they're throwing themselves into it and and that's kind of amazing um and occasionally a little tense you know um (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's yeah it's it's I can't quite believe it's going out on Thursday. Yeah, so yeah. we just we, want, we just want people, we just want people to love it and and also I, I you know it'd be good to just to to say like this is what the show is about. We'd love to to do it not properly. That's the wrong word, but we want to explore it more when when lockdown ends, and we'd love to kind of you know on a bigger scale. Yeah, on a bigger scale, and also. There's so many things to address that I want to address that I can't because I can't get all these fabulous women in the same room at, at, at the same time at the moment. So this, I've got so many ideas and actually working with all these fantastic actresses every day, they inspire me and they give me more and more and more ideas. So I just want to, yeah, I, I, want, to, I want to finish it off. <laughs> mm. And then the, hopefully there'll be a period of reflection where you can say, oh, actually, these two characters together, that, that could really go somewhere. And then you've got... It's kind of like it's a really good tool, I think, in that respect, because you're doing it. You're learning by doing it. You're learning what works for the big series, which will happen. It will happen. It will be it could be Netflix. We never yeah. know. It could be one of these, you know, <laughs> streaming channels. And what's been really lovely is seeing um, the screenshots of your Zoom calls when you were doing rehearsals and stuff and just seeing all these amazing, you know, people that we all look up to and admire just must you just getting involved and getting stuck in as you say you know getting partners involved in did I did I read it correctly that Denise Welsh's partner's going to be playing a character in this as well is that correct yes Lincoln totally wow he's, he's playing her her young lover and um and then her son Louis is going to be playing playing my son yeah he's playing Alison's son uh wow grandson <laughs> Uh, my husband is the DOP. Tamsin's um, partner is playing her boyfriend, and her daughter's playing her daughter, and uh, Tracy's daughter's playing her daughter. Angela's daughters are playing her nieces. Yeah, it's all it's all. Oh, and I don't and I, I don't have any children, but my dog is playing my dog. <laughs> As he absolutely should. Yeah. Or she. Is it he or she? She. 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 What's her name? Marnie. Um, but she's just called Dog in this because, you know, don't want to confuse her. <laughs> and, um, uh, yes, and she's a scene stealer, actually. Uh, <laughs> I is. Yes, she probably focused to... from you a little bit. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Oh, I know who I'd rather look at. You know, it's like, oh, this is a lovely, fluffy dog. Well, yeah. come on, Alice. You did give her a lovely big close-up, though. You know, we had to yeah, use absolutely. it. <laughs> <laughs> So this is out on YouTube, is that correct? This is th- so people can access this from what time on Thursday? So just so we know they've got all the information ready. Oh, now you're asking. I think it's probably in from the morning. I think it launches. I'm not quite sure. I, I, I it's either the morning or it's three o'clock. Three o'clock is it? Is is pinging in my head? 
Yeah, so from 10pm on on, on the 30th, you can see it. And people need to follow Done Breeding, which is the the name of the show, on Instagram. You've got your own feed for that. Um, I actually, do you know what? I looked up Done Breeding. I think it's um, a home brewers as well. Did you know it's the name of a home brewers in Ireland? I I, I think we are are done dot breeding. Uh, Okay. There's a possible tie-in there, I feel. (laughs) Done breeding certainly haven't done drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and done, done bleeding was the other one as well. Um, and, and then and then and somebody wrote a typo the other day that was done breading. Um, right. Which I thought. Well, we are all making good. bread right now. Apparently, well, according to Facebook. No <laughs> yes, I know what is going with the going on with the yeast situation. Oh, I don't know. It's all this pretension stuff. Or banana bread. Who even likes that? Um, no, <laughs> thank you so think. much, ladies, for coming and joining us. It's been amazing. What an amazingly uplifting, positive project and a way to use what is a very difficult time um, for the greater good. I think you're doing so much, so, so much for women, for raising awareness of the Trussell Trust and the food banks, uh, for menopause. So thank you. Thank you. And we can't wait to see the show when it comes out. And thank you so much for having us on and giving us a bit of support. I I, I yes, really really appreciate you. it. That's that's why I, that's why I love working with women. And thanks so much to Lynn. Thank oh, you're welcome. Well, it's, it was fun. It was brilliant. Great show today. Yeah. And um, so what's coming up with Funny Women at the minute? Well, we've in the last month since lockdown, we've managed to launch this, which is amazing. Um, thank you to you. Uh, we've also been running some online events, which have been very successful. We have um, our comedy workouts, which are every two weeks with lots of comedy peeps. Um, and we've also, um, probably most importantly, we've got the Funny Women Awards ongoing. So yeah, that, that runs the uh, submission date for writing and short film goes to the end of May. Um, deadline is is now coming to an end for the stage award, but we've had amazing entries. Um, and it's worth reminding everyone that we are doing this all as a not-for-profit as well. So, you know, Funny Women is a community interest company. We are, we've had lots of events cancelled. It's been a, you know, quite a tough time for us. So, you know, if you're listening out there and you like, you like this and you like what we're doing, yeah, you can donate. It's very easy. And how does one do that, Liz? It's what so easy. It's funnywomen.com slash donate. Doesn't get any easier than that. Um, but we've been very grateful for the donations we've received so far. It means an awful lot. And if you want something back for your money, we do have a scheme called Funny Friends. You can look that up. So, yeah, we've got all of that going on. And um, we're, I say, we're really, really grateful for all the support that we've had. Thanks so much, Lynn. That's brilliant. You've been listening to the Funny Women's Survival Guide and I've been your host, Alexis Strum. Thank you so much, Julie and Alison. Um, great project, Done Breeding. It's out now on YouTube. Do follow it on Insta also, at done.breedingmoji. And of course, to Lynn and do check out funnywomen.com for more information about the awards and all the other activities that they've got going on. If you want to find out more about me, go to thetimeialmost.com or you might just catch a glimpse of my natural hair colour. Please subscribe, marry and share this podcast. Stay funny and stay safe.